isn't the holidays fun? You just get to, uh, so get your, uh, uh, my my daughter just told me something that I'm, I'm going to pray for her, and if you would, too. She told me she was putting up an artificial tree this year. And she's, it's, yeah. You can repent if you own one. Uh, so, there, they, and that may not mean much to you, but in the in our staff, we always have a debate about the artificial and the live tree. I'm, we're, we're live, live tree people, can I get an amen and... Thank you. When we don't mind the needles and the fresh fragrance of, yeah. and I know nothing says Christmas like pulling one out of a box. <laughs> Ask me to stop and I won't. <laughs> Psalm 95, verse 1 through 3. I don't know if we've had too much coffee or what's going on here, but... Um, so we're going to read this and we're going to talk about it, but really what we're talking about today is just peace. Say that with me, peace. Peace is free from disturbance. Amen. Some of the 70s kids that are here today understand what peace is. You know, I didn't even say that in any of the messages before, but that used to be the deal. Everybody would say peace and uh, they don't say that anymore, but we do need, we knew, we, we do need peace and we do need to be kinder to one another. And I think if everybody was kind, we wouldn't have all the problems we have. I, I, yeah, amen. So uh, this piece I'm going to be talking about today is the peace that you can get in your heart from Christ. Uh, and it will let him rule your heart and then rule your mind. And you won't have as many issues as we have. Uh, amen. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. And we're going to read three verses here in 95, uh, Psalm 95. So... Um, and then we'll talk about, there's two things in here we're going to talk about today. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise. And I, and I told you about the, every time I sing, they spoil, my staff spoils it for me. They go, you sing so loud, it's coming through on the live stream, and it really messes up the good stuff. They don't say it like that, but that's the way I interpret it. And I'm like, man, my voice ain't that bad. And so, you know, uh, I'm live on the Jamie Allman show at 8 o'clock on Friday. So I was talking, and then it's delayed, you know, like 15 seconds after you get done. I turned the radio on, and I heard myself, and I was like, man, I'm really not that great. <laughs> that was a revelation. I go, is that me? Do you ever, you've done that with pictures. Like you take a holiday picture, and you put it on your refrigerator, and you look at it, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Amen. We got a, we're work in progress. Uh, oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. This is the funnest service out of the ones I've done so far. So you can applaud one another, I, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's the group or the, it's like a 70s vibe in here or something, isn't it? I'm going back to tie-dyed shirt and bell bottoms and platform shoes. Oh, don't act like you didn't own them. Oh, yeah. Or white patent leather shoes. Polyester pants. Repent, repent. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 95. 
Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is great, is a great God, and a great king above all gods. So I already kind of told you the singing part and all that. You make a joyful noise to the Lord even if you can't sing like me. Just sing and have fun with it and and tell your neighbor if the, if this is the first time they've ever been here, don't mind me. Just just get it out. It's a disclaimer. They already think you're weird, but if you're kind to them, they might think you're less weird. So here's the part I wanted to drill home here. It's in verse 3. It says, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods, little g gods. Our God, as a Christian, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jehovah God, is above all gods. So out of all the things that are going on in the world today and the flags that they're flying, and I'm not going to beat the drum today, our God, say it with me, our God is a living God, and he's above all the little g gods. And I love that. And, and I just, I just, once I became a Christian, Mr. Cope, I could never understand why somebody would worship a statue or a God that's in the, in the tomb. We serve a living God that conquered the grave, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. Can I get a witness from God's people today? Hey, hey. So here's what we're going to do. So let's do 100% per, uh, participation here. Just uh, whether you're giving something or not, write on the back what you're thankful for. And I'll pray, and while I'm doing that, you just go, hey, man, I'm, I'm thankful for whatever, because it, it encourages us in the office. Uh, so, Lord, we thank you for everybody being here, whether they're on live stream or the services or this one or north or Moscow. They all come to hear your word. They've all come to be set free. They've all come to have peace rule in their hearts and rule in their minds. So we pray for a sweet release of the Holy Spirit here to touch, enlighten, and, and transform us to be more like you. And we give you the glory and ask your blessing on the offering today. In Jesus' name, amen. So applaud the Lord. The basket will come by. We'll drop the lights. We got a quick video for you. I think you're going to like it. Let's get together in harmony. Let's get together like family. Hey, son. I'd like to show you how I prepare a ham. Hey, Dad, I'm actually watching a video on how to prepare a ham right here. So thank you. Thank you so much. Boys, no devices at the table. It starts with her. It starts with her. It starts with him. It starts with him. And then at And then at But I do know this. I'm thankful for you guys. What do you say we go ahead and carve this turkey? <laughs> oh my gosh, Luke Johnson's on live. His dad's cutting the turkey. I just love his family. Hey guys, it's been a great Thanksgiving. Let's just get a look at all the cousins hanging out, having fun. Guys, seriously, can we put the devices down? Okay, everyone get together for the photo. Okay, one, two, three. Hey, got it. Hey, 
like to go get some chocolate pie with me? I would love to. Let's get together all. What a sight, what a sight, what a sight, what a sight. Amen. Um. I was thinking about this because me and wife are extremely old-fashioned. Does the TV always have to be on? It doesn't have to, and, and, and it's like never on at my house until somebody comes by and they're, and then they're, you know, I use, I'll be real, I don't mean to divulge all my secrets, but I try hard to hide the remote. <laughs> you know, for when little, so when, when little people come to your house, that's the first thing they want to do is figure out why that thing there isn't on. And you know what I tell them? It doesn't need to be on. You can watch it at your house. So that brings me right into the Thanksgiving Day celebration where everybody's at the, at the table and they're looking at their phone. What kind of celebration is that? Is that what the family members are going to be for the next generation? Someone taking a picture of someone watching their phone? I didn't know this till recently that kids watch other kids play. Help me out here for a second. Somebody needs to fan me or something. But here's the deal, Nolte. We're getting used to it. We're getting, we're getting used to constantly being entertained. We know the sound of our phone better than we know the sound of our children. Don't get mad at me. But if that phone is in the other room, we feel like we need to go get it. Amen. You're, do this with me. We'll get it out of it. And then we need to. I didn't know. The harder you hit it, the faster that thing will spin. Do you ever do that when you get older? You're, you want to show kids pictures or somebody? Your kids can pump it up. I mean, just like, oh, here it is. And you're going through, you're like, oh, how do I do that? You're trying to be intelligent, but you know you're really not. So you start to spin, and like your, your photos from, you know, 2020 are back here. That, I'm that guy. They're like, Dad, that was three years ago. So what I'm getting at is we want to be influenced not by our phones, but by the Word of God. We, we, want, we, we want to be able to recognize God's voice better than we recognize the ring of our phone. Did you ever have somebody's phone ring on the same tone that you have? <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> You're like, do you have my phone? <laughs> All the kids are looking at me like, what's the problem here? <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 through 17, and maybe that will help us out uh, with what I'm talking about here today. Um, 
And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, I think the media takes its place, and, and we need it uh, this day and age to obviously move our message forward, and I think it's good. But we don't want it to be our all in all, really, do we? We're looking for peace, especially around the holiday. So here's what I said to the first service. So I guess the first Thanksgiving, as we know, Brother Bob was in 1621, uh, and the settlers had had a, a Thanksgiving feast with the Indians, who are the Wampanoag tribe was already there. So let's let's talk about that. So they were just thankful. Let me say it this way: just because they had food, we throw food away. Do you ever go to somebody's house and watch the kids eat? I mean, they got, when you get done, you're like, man, I need to have that just so I don't feel wasteful. They, you know, they took one by, oh, I got to do this. Who doesn't eat the crust on the pizza? <laughs> or, the, or, or, or the crust on the bread? Oh, I'm, don't look away. Some mommies still do that for their kids. I'm like, that's part of the pizza right there. Amen. And this is all getting ready to happen this Thursday. It's your house or, or some, uh, some undisclosed location. And we can just look at all the waste that's out there in our world. How about, how about the water bottles? I mean, you, you, you almost want, if you've had a party... And you know the kids are going to go get that bottle. They ain't drinking that bottle of water. They just want a water because you got one. They take one drink out of it and leave it on the table. And at the end of the party, you go around, and there's 19 water bottles that haven't been drank out of. And you'd like to drink some. You'd like to put them back in your fridge, but you're like, there ain't no way I've seen that snot-nosed kid running around here. I mean, let's be. Let's call it like it is. I got to be a truth teller. Some of you guys would like to pick it up and drink it, Lisa. But you're like, you know what, man? They, you know, the kid doesn't even wash his hands. <laughs> Our early settlers were thankful just because they had food. So let, let's take it a step further. They were thankful that they had a harvest. They were thankful. Here's the other one, the biggest one. They were thankful that they survived the winter. That's actually what it was all about. They were, and, and, and I've, I've studied on it every year, a little bit more and a little bit more. That's the great thing about being a preacher. You get to go back and really look at real history. Real history would tell you that I think the majority of the people died the winter they came, just simply because they didn't have uh, any food, but they had an idea in their head, and they had passion in their heart. They said, we have to leave from tyranny and come to a new land where we could worship the Lord. We could worship the Lord the way we want and raise our family the way we want. And I'd rather die, they say, than be under tyranny. To travel across a, a land, and you don't even know if the boat's going to hold up or we don't have enough food, but hopefully we'll get to this new land that God's ordained us to be at called America. And when we get there, we're going to celebrate that we have arrived. And then the next year, 
the first Thanksgiving they celebrated that some of them have survived. And now we, when we go around, you go around the table now, and we ask what everybody's thankful for, and some of the kids out there go, well, I don't know. Are you Look at me. Are you kidding me right now? And we're talking just not too long ago, hundreds of years ago, where they were just thanking God they survived. Now, I'm going to keep preaching until you guys get involved. It's time for us to change the course of history and the way it's going and bring it back to its Christian roots and principles. I hope we got a copy. This is the best preaching I've done all week. <laughs> I'll just be real honest with you. I think some, not you guys, but people at other churches are very ungrateful. They're not thankful. Let's be thankful. And can I say this before we get into the message today? Can't we be kind to one another? I mean, why do, why do we got to talk to people the way we talk to people? You wouldn't talk to your mom that way, would you? Everybody's like, oh, no. We need to be kinder to people because that's what God has called us to do, and that's what's in this message today. Uh, so you got it before I even started in it. But let's do it, and then I'll bring you back to the top of the chapter and fill in the blanks here. And let the peace of Christ, I'm in 15, rule in your hearts to which you indeed were called into one body and be thankful. So that's really what the Apostle Paul's talking about here. So when I take you back to the start of the chapter, he's talking about new rules for a new identity. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of spinning that a little. The Apostle Paul says, when you're, basically, when you're born again, act like it. <laughs> when you've been saved, Diane, act like you've been saved. Walk like you've been saved. Talk like you've been saved. Be kind like you've been saved. You've been transformed. So I told the church, I said, this was you before you were born again. Then after you get born again, Christ rules in your heart and your mind. They no longer see you. They see Christ in you. They may scratch their head and they go, he don't look the same. No, I don't look the same. No, I don't talk the same. No, I don't walk the same. Because they see Christ in me. They no longer see me anymore, Lisa. They say, Jesus Christ has taken up residence in my heart and in my mind. Oh. And, it, and it's the love of Jesus, really, that binds everything together, isn't it? I mean, let's, let's be honest, we wouldn't be able to keep it together if we wasn't born again. Uh, I was talking to a guy who was at our Moscow location, and afterwards, we're, we're, old, we're old friends. And I've never really gotten to talk to him. He's, he's come for the last couple of months. I've never really got to sit down and talk with him. And, uh, and he told me, he said, man, he, he just flat out told me. He said, you wouldn't have made it. He knows me. He said, you wouldn't have made it without Jesus. And I, and I have to be rem sometimes you, sometimes you got to be reminded that you you wouldn't be where you're at if it wasn't for the love of Jesus. So there's you should have no problem giving thanks to the Lord. And I and I was kind of like floored. I sat down I sat down with him for a while and we reminisced and, and we talked about Jesus and what Jesus has done. If you want if you want to uh, if you want to get excited, sit down with someone and tell them what Jesus has done in your life lately 
because he's constantly working. Um, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. There's got to be something this morning that you're thankful about, what God has done in your life. And I told the church last night this. I said, if you can't think anything, just thank him that you can breathe on your own. And you go, well, can't everybody breathe on their own? I know all kinds of people that haul around tanks and, 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 and oxygen and stuff like that, and God love them. But you guys are healthy this morning. You ought to thank God that he's given you this health. And we're going to watch this class. We're going to use this for a purpose. We're going we're gonna, to, Lord, we're going to bring him glory by the way we live. And we're going to shout Jesus, and we're going to, you know, we're going to be kind, and we're going to, we're going to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. And somebody ought to say amen to that. I'm just, hey, here, I'm not part of the problem anymore. We'll get into some good stuff in the message too. Um, go into 17 and we'll, we'll, go, we'll go back and we'll piece it all together. And whatever you do in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. And we're talking about, watch this, going into glory one day. And let's be honest, if he wasn't going into glory, Bob, what would it matter? What would it matter if you wasn't going into glory? All this would be for naught. Wasn't profit a man to gain the whole world yet, forfeit his very soul. If we wasn't going into heaven, what's this all about? So let me plug this together for you. I had something come across my feed two days ago. It was a Kenny Chesney video, and it was a it was a, it was a, a video that said, "Who would you be today?" And what it was, it was a song about uh, somebody losing somebody before their time. And it, and it started the video out, and you can look it up and write it down because it's 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 a video that'll just it it'll wind your clock. Uh, and it was a video about two young men playing basketball, and then after they played basketball for a while, they kind of faded the one young man out. I guess he, he died before his time by doing something, and then after that, there were some car wrecks, and then they showed some military stuff, and, you know, the young people serving in the military, and they said, I want to know, I want, I, I want to know who you would be today. I wonder who you'd be today. And then the line came in, it says, I wonder what you would name your babies. And when that came across, I sent that to my wife and I sent it to my daughter. And I was headed to Moscow and I was coming through Troy and I, I pulled over on the down ramp. I cried uncontrollably thinking about what my daughter's baby's name would be. Some of you guys aren't hearing me this morning. You're, no one is guaranteed Life, no one is guaranteed life. So while I'm preaching this message last night, immediately sirens and police and fire trucks and everything are coming next door to the neighbors. In the middle of the service, I told I said, I told you guys, no one is guaranteed the next breath. We take it for granted every day when we come in our churches and our businesses and just think that somebody owes us something. Nobody owes you anything. No one promised you a rose garden. This is it. Let's make the best of it today and be thankful. Oh, church, you got to wake up. Thank you. 
Life is short, Bertley. It's short. You don't have any idea what's going to happen today, but I'll tell you one thing right now. I'm going to squeeze the life out of life today, and I'm going to tell everybody I come in contact with about the love of Jesus and what he did in my life. And I hope you'll do the same today. Amen? Let's turn back to uh, verse 1 in Colossians. And we'll do some funnies here along the way, if you would. It says, if, if you then have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not the things on the earth. Oh, it's hard to do during Thanksgiving, chef, because i got to get some turkey. i got to get some charcoal. I'm going to smoke a turkey, and i got to get the wood, and i gotta, I got to plan how long it's going to take, and i got to go to Walmart. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. See, i got to be honest with you. I don't actually shop, but I participate. I do. I drop my wife off at, at, at the door. It's a true story. And I'll, I'll, I'll fill everybody in, so stay with me. And I tell her like all guys do, I'm gonna, and you can't park like in the middle at Walmart because you're still involved in the, in the chaos. So I pull all the way down there at the end of the parking lot. I watch boxing videos or roping or whatever it is. I get involved. And I'm drinking coffee. Well, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. The reason I got to this point is because when my my wife doesn't want me to shop because all I would buy would be meat and coffee and, and stuff like that. And I would leave. No way could I buy detergent and all that. Like, you need to get tied and this and then with it you need a coupon. I'm like, ah, coupon, I'm out. No guys are using coupons. I mean, like if it gets down to self-checkout coupons and I got to figure out what kind of detergent to get, I go, I'm, I'll leave the cart there. I'll walk away from that thing like it's the devil. Don't act like you won't either. You're overwhelmed. So I'll drop her off. I'll be down. And, and when, you're dropping, when you're dropping your wife off it, right there, you could get in a fist fight. I mean, I wouldn't, but you guys would. With the cars piled up behind you, they're like, don't you understand? We got to go. Here's what I say to all them people who got to go that quick. You haven't allotted enough time in your life. You've overcommitted. You're overcommitted to the at the highest level. So I go a park, and and the reason I got there is, I I got to be totally honest with you. And if the guys are they, you, I need an amen. My wife would get out in front of me with her shopping list, and just be pushing that cart at, at Mach two. So here's where the guy part comes. You ain't walking around behind her at the store while she's doing all this. Amen? You're like, you know what? I better just probably go sit down because if somebody from Have Bible <laughs> sees me walking back here and you're. Oh, never mind. If I got to explain it, never mind. Amen? But these things can get on you. You're thinking about all this stuff during Thanksgiving, the turkey and all this kind of stuff, when God just wants you to concentrate on him. You may have to take one for the team. And you're probably asking, give me an example. I will if you're dragging it out of me. I told you last, it was like two years ago. 
and you're yet to correct me on where it was, babe. I was at like Bed Bath and Beyond. It is, yeah. I, I had to go chop wood after I got out of there. But so I, I didn't, you know, you go someplace. You know, I don't really know where I'm going. I just kind of went in, and I'm in the store, and I, I'm sitting there, and I was sitting on a bed, and she's buying all this flowery stuff. I'm sitting on this bed. I told you this, and I'm sitting on the bed. I'm kind of looking around. I go, man, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, no ammo here or guns or camouflage. Or I'm looking around. I go, I go, where are we at? She goes, was it Bed Bath & Beyond? But we are in Bed Bath & Beyond, and there's a camera up there. And I go, man, if somebody sees me here, it's over. <laughs> I repented, and I got out. Amen. But I'm just being honest with you. You can get caught up in these things, and these are the things that we're not supposed to concentrate on. We're supposed to concentrate on the things of God. Verse 4, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And I talked about that. If we ain't going into glory, what does it matter? We have to tell other people about the love of Jesus Christ so they can go into glory too. Right before I came out of my office, my daughter sent me a text. She said, I can't believe Grandpa's not here anymore. Can you imagine not having your dad or whatever and them not being born again? Man, that's a, that's a bad deal. And I texted her back and I said, sis, you'll see him again in glory. And that's exactly what I'm preaching on today. So we're thankful about that. Amen. All right, so we got to do a couple of things since we're new creatures in Christ here. It says, put to death, I'm in verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in, in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desire, and covetedness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And we already know that. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. So if you're born again, talk like you're born again. And remember, they don't see you anymore. They see Jesus. Jesus comes in, and they see a new creature in Christ. They go, man, you, you don't look the same. You can stay. Everybody rise up so you can see what I'm doing. Please. Then, Christy, you can come up. So uh, you see what I'm doing here? And that friend of mine was sitting down with me, Bill. He was sitting down with me. He said, and we were talking about some other things, and he was like, man, he said, you're, he said he'd have never made it. And, I, and, you, and you, you hear that, but you never really know it till somebody else tells you. You know, they're like, I mean, you guys are like, man, you guys were really out there. Don, you were really out there. When I was sharing uh, with Bob and Don, uh, we, we were talking about our lives before Christ. Man, that's, that's scary. If you was to look back, Chris, at your life before Christ, and you look now, you're like, holy cow. We did, we'd have never made it. You see Jesus now. Well, what a, what a great story that is. For all of you guys, what a great story. And we're all thankful for that. We're all thankful for that story. But maybe there's somebody here today who's, who's not born again. You're at the right service today. Today's the day you can give your life to Jesus and be delivered from that and be thankful that he died on the cross for your sins. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self to, with its practices. 
and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So I'm, I'm being renewed daily. This sanctification is a process. God ain't done with me yet. I still got areas of my life I need help with just like you. Every, every, we got areas. But here's the deal. You have to let him in that room to clean it out. Amen? I mean, you see some of your teenagers' rooms. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you, you ever do that? I mean, Thanksgiving's coming. You got certain rooms. Woo, I'm on something now. You can bring the lights down, man. There's certain rooms at this Thanksgiving Day party you're not going to let your family in. You know, and some of it, you know, do you, oh, we're going to kick this stuff in there. You ever push the closet door hard? I mean, I can push it. I can push the closet door hard as anybody. Just smash it in there. Oh, don't go, say this with me. Don't go in there. Nobody wants anybody to go to the teenager's room back there. That looks like something a cat drug in. And we sit here and talk about it, but you got rooms at your spiritual house. Don't go in there, God. Don't, don't go in there. That's why we need to have our families at church so they can learn the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Terry Burek had her birthday party last night at our Moscow location, and she had all of her grandchildren and children there except a few. And I talked to her husband as soon as he walked in the building today. He, he said, all of my kids, all of our kids got something out of that service. Man, what? And I, I told my wife when I got home, I said, Terry and Greg got a beautiful family. A beautiful, wonderful family that loves the Lord. I wonder what it would be like if we could get all our family members to come to church. I mean, we can, we can and, and, and if you're a grandma, you can pull the grandma card like Terry does. You can throw it down and go, you got to be at my, at my church on my birthday. They got to come or they can be locked up. Almost. Amen. You can play that card or it's Thanksgiving. I want you to come to church or it's Christmas. I want you to come to church. That's the way it starts. And they'll do that. Your family is one invite away. Let's call it into glory. Let's be honest, I, I, I think so much of God's church, when the, when the people come, they're going to hear the word of God and they're going to see other Christians having fun. I talked to my brother all the way home from church last night. He said, man, I had a blast. God put it on my heart and I texted my, my kids and my grandkids and I texted my brother and my sister-in-law. They were all there. You know what I had to do? All I had to do was invite them. They were all there. I said, we're having our Thanksgiving Day service. And they were all there. And when they pulled away, they said, man, we loved it. You know, people actually love being in church. They really do. When they're at a good church. I'm going to keep preaching. They're just one invite away. My family's one invite away. So is yours. And let's be honest. The way the times are right now, everybody needs to find their way to Jesus. 
Verse 13, and we'll bring it home. Bearing with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against the other, forgive him. Man, isn't that the hardest thing in the world? So I want everybody to just close their eyes, and I'm just going to throw that out there one more time, and somebody's hand ought to shoot up, forgiving one another. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's me. Tell God, say, that's me. I see that hand. I see that hand. And it don't have to be your family. It could be any. It could be somebody at work. It could be somebody at a quick trip. It could be somebody at the gas station. I need to forgive them right now because I have odd against them. I'm going to ask you to just come on down. We're going to make this efficient. I'll stand here with you. I'll just stand here with you. I'll, just, I'll, I'll raise my hand to it. I know God needs to forgive me for some of the things I've said. See, Chuck, when I go into Thanksgiving Day dinner, I can just, I can just go in and just go, you know what, man, I got clean hands and a pure heart. Not by anything I've done, but because I realize that I need to be, I need to be forgiven. See, the forgiveness is, is great for the person that you have something against and yourself. It actually frees you probably more than it does the person that you had something against. You ever get like that, Terry? You don't, but I do. You, you get so bowed up, you're like, I'm never going around him again, ever. It's going to be like 107 years before I go. You spend your whole life, and you know what they do? Senior at the funeral, they put on the waterworks. Everybody, I've, I've done funerals for all y'all's family. Oh, I would say that I wish I would have. Do it now. Do it while they're alive. Don't wait till I'm doing a funeral for your mommy, your daddy, your, or you, or your sisters, or your brothers, or your children. Don't wait for that. Do it now. When you leave and you, and you come out of here, call them on the phone and say, you know what, man, I'm sorry this happened. It's easy to do. The devil will work hard. He don't want you to call anybody. Just get mad all the time, Lisa. Be mad forever. Be mad for 100 years. That's like drinking poison. You drinking poison and hope somebody else dies. Are you hearing that? So I'm just going to pray for you. I see you over there, brother. This brother over here is getting free. You got, you got, you don't go around with this cancer and you're getting all mad and worked up over something. Worked up right, right before Thanksgiving, Pastor Margaret, get all worked up. And I don't invite them there. I don't want them people there. Those are probably the people you don't want there is the probably the people that should be there. So you can show God I'm preaching right now. So everybody can see that's got to be the love of Jesus because he can't stand that guy. Boy, you'll mow his lawn. If you're asking if I've done that, Pastor Pet, I've done that very thing. And I've told you that story before. I've got up for my Thanksgiving Day dinner, got in my car and invited that person I didn't like to Thanksgiving Day dinner. And he came to Thanksgiving Day dinner. Are we okay still? Look at your neighbor and say, it can happen, Jack. I'm going to pray for you all. Lord Jesus, what in the world is going on in our world today? Lord, we've pigeonholed all kinds of people 
in slots where they think that we think they need to be. But really what you want them to do is be free like we are. We want to be freed up. Tell God that. Say, I want to be freed up. I want to be saved. I want to be delivered. And I don't want to have anything against my brother or my sister. Lord, life is too short for us to hold anything against our brothers and sisters. We love you too much. We can't, we can't act like that. We, Lord, you tell us in James we can't be double-minded. And if we are, we shouldn't expect anything. Set us free, God, today. We're living in desperate times and we're desperate people and we desperately need to be delivered. And we're praying that you do that and that you save a soul that needs to be saved today. All in the mighty name of Jesus and his church said amen.